That's fair enough. We'll be, we'll be doing a ton about fantasy when it comes time. I'm about to go buy time. me a magazine, Ray. They're Already? out now. You can't even buy a magazine yes, yet. Yes, you can. You can't. Okay, yes, you can, but you shouldn't. Training camps haven't even really started yet. So, I mean, there's yeah, just training no... Training camps start this week. That means there's four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah, but the games don't start for another uh, three weeks of preseason games. You And you don't usually even do your draft until like about preseason week three. Weeks. Yeah, but the magazines, they're not updating the magazines. The magazines that are out now are the same ones that are going to be out. There is no. They, now, they update them. Most of them have, like, if, if they're a good magazine, you can go on their, their online page, and they'll update the, the rankings and things based on what's happened in training camp. Yeah. Like, say, like, Matthew Saver's head fell off, you know? That seems move very unlikely. Down, move him down a couple spots couple spaces yeah. even matthew stafford decapitate is probably still good for 4100 yeah, yeah. yards he's got enough calories going he can keep he, his calories. body won't know that he, <laughs> how dare you some would argue he doesn't use his head sometimes when he makes throws anyway so right but i wouldn't argue that because he's a great quarterback you know who was probably number, the MVP you know who was year? number one on the you know uh top nfl top 100 this year peyton manning no no number 100 oh number 100 mm-hmm. matthew stafford matthew stafford yes he was i you know what i say to that last night too high. Way too low. Too high. You are on crack. Now, unless they're saying, like, how many donuts could each player eat? 100. Oh, yeah, okay, Matthew Stafford. How dare you? How dare anyway, you? Anyway, my point was. Your question was. point was, if you have to today, first pick in the NFL draft. and, and okay. okay, who do you take? Fantasy draft. Fantasy draft. We're not draft. talking real life. We're talking fantasy. Fantasy draft, a normal, you know, touchdown, yardage, PPR I, league. If I'm going to do this, keeping it real, LaShawn McCoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I picked him up in my league last year, despite the fact that a lot of prognosticators said, you just got to get away from this guy. He's, okay. Something bad's going to happen. He's going to break down. I'm like, he's the perfect age. He's on a, he's got, he's got a team with Chip Kelly. I think that offense is going to do some stuff. If you remember last year, my mm-hmm. strategy was draft all the Eagles I think and ride them. So, okay. So let me, let's say this next name at the same time. We'll see if we say this, because I think it could be like two people. I think for number one, for number one, I think it could really be two people. One yeah. But who, if you had to pick one other person, are you ready to say a name? And we'll both say it at the same time. We'll see if it's the same oh, person. Oh man. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Adrian Jamal Charles. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Of course, you say that. I think I think Lashawn McCoy and Jamal Charles are by far the best. And not that you know, now, if I'm just going on pure talent, of course, Adrian Peterson's amazing. Well, if we're going His on talent, of course, Jamal Charles doesn't belong His in the conversation. His team is terrible. Of course, he does. Gracious me! You mean the guy who has the highest yards per carry in the history of the NFL, Jamal Charles? That guy? Yeah, I, I'm sure he doesn't belong in the. Man, and I'd like to congratulate him for all that playoff success that it... Oh. I know. It's almost as great as when Barry Sanders... Oh. Hey, he won a game. <laughs> he won a game. Gracious. Uh. Uh, no, but I, I would say right now, LaShawn McCoy uh, was a very... Ha- Usually I bomb my number one pick overall, mm-hmm. unless I'm towards the back end. If I'm towards the back end, then I start thinking about, you know, like a Calvin Johnson, or I take kind of that Ray Rice running back, although, you know, I don't think I'd lay a hand on him. <laughs> wow! See what I did there? Yeah, Ooh. I do. There's nothing funny about abuse, everybody. And it's at Almighty Ray for Ray. Anyway, uh, and that's usually where I get. And those guys always tend to perform for me. It's always. Uh, do you agree though that that Lashawn McCoy and Jamal Charles one and one A? If you're picking, probably. I think that's one. 
Mm. And then, you know, 15. Interesting. I don't trust Jamal Charles this year. Why? I don't trust him at all because I don't trust the Kansas City Chiefs offense this year. Why? Do not trust them at all. I don't trust Alex Smith. Why? Well, here's the deal. You're right. Alex Smith can turn and hand off the ball, but I just don't see this team putting up a ton of points this year. I think they're going to put up more points. I think Dwayne Bowe is one year older, and he wasn't that good last year. He's in shape, sir. Oh, was he fat last year? Yes, he was. Oh, well, you know what? I still don't trust him. We Have we seen him yet this training camp? Yeah. Have You're lying. That's <laughs> you lying right there. That's you being like, yep. And, yep. You, and you're not a good liar, Brent. I've seen him... Talking about how he he was on he's been doing interviews saying that he lost fifteen pounds. Oh, so his voice sounds he- lighter. No, he Is that said what we're he saying lost right fifteen now? pounds. He so. says he lost fifteen pounds. He's going to gain it all back for training camp. God, I hope not. Shouldn't have left out the Krispy Kremes at the training table. I think the Chiefs should be better in year two of Andy Reid's offense. You know, I see because because honestly, like the first six games last season, they did or six eight games, they didn't score very many points. And then towards the end, when their defense sucked, then they start scoring, but their defense also sucked. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the harsh reality of the NFL is they will take a step back this year. What were they, 11 and five last year? I'm not talking about is that, that. Right? Yeah, sure. Okay, well then here's the deal. What were they the year before? Uh, was it one and 15, two and 14? Oh, and 16. Uh, they were two and 14. Two and 14. So they played a fourth place schedule. Mm-hmm. This year upcoming, being 11-5, and five, they play a second-place schedule. But they also get to play the NFC West. So, Oh. No, I, I, I've, I ar- I've already said you, that no. I think the Chiefs will be actually a better team this year, but they will have a worse record. That's I think fair they might enough. Be I, just think they t- I, I, I see them generously 8-8. Eight and eight. I think 9-7 I think is okay. I mean, 9-7 and seven would be If they can make 9-7, and seven, if I was you, I'd be ecstatic. So that's one game away. If they can get one more game, they should be in the playoffs, 10-6. i got to look at their schedule. Do they play the Lions this year? No. So they're lucky there since every time we play yeah, the Chiefs, Yeah, instead we of the Lions, they get, to play, they get to play the St. Louis Rams and the Arizona Cardinals and the Niners and the Seahawks. Hey, um, you know which team doesn't have to play those teams this year? <laughs> Detroit. Me. Yeah. <laughs> which I am Me. not upset about. You know, you know, we get the Arizona Cardinals. Although, Not I would say bad. this way, what do you think about this? This probably might be one of the most like talked-about games when it happens this year, yeah. or most exciting games as far as someone going back to somewhere else. Kind of like last year when Andy Reid went back to Philadelphia. Talking about Kansas City, Alex Smith going back to San Alex Francisco? Alex Smith going to San Francisco. Kind of excited about that. Yeah. That should be a good game. I assume that's on Monday Night Football. I don't know. Oh. Is that even is Monday Night Football schedule even out yet? Yes, it is. The entire NFL schedule is okay. out, and the Monday Night games are um, I don't think it's Monday Night Football, then. You know who opens the season on Monday Night Football? Detroit? Your Detroit Lions, That's ladies right. and gentlemen. It's our only primetime game outside of Thanksgiving. It's the only time to guarantee you get the Detroit Lions when they're not out of the playoffs. Week one. Well, that's why you got to put us early. <laughs> we haven't started melting down yet. We might actually put on a show. <laughs> hey, everybody. Now that we're six and a half, seven minutes into the show, maybe we should introduce it. Mm, nah. No? Nah. Well, I'm still Ray. And I'm Brent. And this is Raisin Brent. Brent. And uh, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about this week. Hey, Brent, guess where I was last week? Uh, with me at the ESPYs? Oh, see, uh, you were just supposed to say uh, the ESPYs, and then I was supposed to say, guess where you were, and then maybe we should work this out before we start recording. Okay. Anyway, yes, we were at the ESPY Awards, Raisin Brent at the ESPYs. We were all ready to go to do all these exciting interviews and, and really talk to the stars and celebrities and ask them maybe stupid questions and get it all for the show. We, we, didn't, we didn't get any of that. Yeah, because that's not what you do at the ESPYs. You the, don't interview people. The best. It's there for all of us people that are in the upper crust of the sports world, right? I, all of us to go just hang out and have fun. We didn't want to be interviewed either. You think people didn't come up to us? Oh, Mr. Prent, Mr. Ray, can we get an interview? We get yes, that, a lot. that happened. We get that a lot. That happened. No, thank you, sir. 
We're at the ESPYs. With, the, with one lone exception, though. Dude from The Wire. That's right. I did talk to Andre Royo. Bubbles from The Wire. Bubbles from... I don't... No, I've never seen The Wire. Okay. I was geeking out, man. I've seen the first 10 minutes I of The Wire. I love The Wire. It's my favorite show of all time. I couldn't get into so it. So I can say, when I went to the, the bathroom for a commercial break at the ESPYs, best bathroom break ever. Talking to Bubbles. I'll be Andre honest, Royo. I tried watching the opening episode of The Wire, and I just couldn't get into it. You, tr- you started watching... You tried watching the opening episode, and you're like, hey, uh, can we go record the... Because I was watching Oh, that's it. right. That was literally like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brent, maybe we should go record the show instead of sitting here watching all of The Wire. Uh, Again, sure? I think it was a debatable point. We can point. always record on Thursday after we watch all of The Wire. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> do you ever want to do that? Do you ever want to, like, with 24, just start an episode and then just, like, watch 24 straight hours of it and just so you know what Jack Bauer's feeling like at is the that, end of it? Is there another way to watch 24? Well, you could watch it, you know, episodically, like an episode a day or something like that or a week. Huh. I just, you know, I just never thought of it that way. I always, now that the, you know, the season's over, I'm tonight at midnight, I'm going to start watching this last season of 24, and then I will see you at midnight the next night. Sounds good. Yeah. Actually, did you watch this last season of 24 at all? Yeah, I just, no, I just told you. I haven't watched it yet because I'm going to watch it all tonight okay. starting at midnight. Thank you. Um, well, it's not going to work because it's only 12 episodes long. Oh, good. Then I'll be done by noon. You well, want to have lunch tomorrow? Somehow, <laughs> somehow it still goes a full 24 hours, but that's only because during one commercial break, they jump forward like 12 literally hours. 12 hours. Now I the watched biggest it. Cop I out. watched it. Was it. Do you think it was at any good? I didn't think it was that good. I thought that like maybe the first two episodes and the last two were good, and then the eight in the middle were not that great. I didn't. The last episode, when he threw the chick out the window, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Ray. I didn't say which chick. Sorry, Miranda from Mass Effect 2. That's right. Sorry, Chick from Dexter. Yeah, happens. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little disappointing. I, I I spent about half the time I was watching 24 just looking down at my phone, hey, scrolling through Facebook and Twitter. You know who's at the ESPYs? Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Jack Bauer was there, ladies and gentlemen. Jack um, Bauer. Well, we're going to talk a whole lot about... Let's talk about stuff we're going to talk about this week, since this is like the most rambly, long opening segment ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about the ESPYs and having been there. We're going to talk about our experience there. Yeah. All I could say is Drake says hi. Yeah. I'm sure he would. You know, I mean, that seems only He fair. says, what's up? We're also going to talk about the Home Run Derby and All-Star Game because I absolutely nailed it once again. Question mark. And in our pop culture segment, because shows are kind of down right now, right? Like, there's nothing too exciting to watch. I mean, nothing new. No, there's a lot of new shows starting up, man. You got The Leftovers, The Strain. With the crazy worm coming out of the eyeball? Yeah, that's gross. I don't want to uh, see that. I don't want to see that. Last night, I ate spaghetti and meatballs while watching The Strain. Oh, God. Really? Because I ate grubs. Yeah? It was really strange. Mm. No, I did not. Uh, actually. So uh, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about video games this time, because there's a video game that me and Brent just both beat in the last week. We finished called... Wolf Among Us. A Wolf Among Us, based on the comic book Fables. And it was uh, kind of fantastic. Yeah. Kind of much better than Bioshock 2, I think everyone mm, would agree. No. I've played both of them, and Bioshock 2 is better. Well, I haven't played Bioshock 2, so I'll just say it's uh, just... Uh... So we'll be, right... One. Yeah, we'll be right back. We're going to go into some ESPYs coverage a week later. After three seconds of... Drake. This when I gotta hide what I'm feeling inside. So you still think I'm confident and dumb. E-S-P-Y-S. S-P's, S-P's. Go, yeah. We went there, Brent. I regret this already. I regret this already. We went to the S-P's. Oh, we did go to the S-P's, right? We High were five. the best ever. Yeah. yeah. High fives. Well, I look forward to talking to our, all of our 
competitors, all of our competing podcasts that are always talking to us about how we're competing podcasts, about how much fun they had at the ESPYs. Is it weird that people say they're competing podcasts with us, and yet I don't know who any of them are? Right. Even the ones I've listened to, I'm still pretty sure I don't know who they are. Right? Yeah, so all I'm saying is, you know, if any of our... I'm, I'm using air quotes right now. Competitors. We have competitors out there. Air quotes. Competitors yeah. would like us to come on their podcast and explain to them what it's like to actually go to the ESPYs. Oh, you mean... Uh, you, we'd be willing to do so. You mean explain to them... For that, the right amount of money. Well, we, the pay obviously is involved. Yeah, obviously. But you know um, where pay wasn't involved? Us getting into the ESPYs because we got free tickets. That's right. We didn't buy our way in. We did not buy our way in. You know what these other podcasts? They could have bought their way in. They could have bought their way in. You know? we, we didn't have to, and then we could have hung out with make, them. Yeah, we could have. We could have turned around from the from the twentieth row, waved at the balcony, and waved at the balcony. Waved at the hey balcony. guys, how you doing? Well, to be fair, there were so many drunk people just shouting unintelligible things during most of the presentation. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that was they, other podcast. Maybe people. they were there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't. In which speak case, to that. I I understand why I don't listen to their podcast now. Well, you can't make sense of anything they're yeah. saying. Yeah. But, other uh, than War Eagle. No, the worst, here's the worst, is when Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Rock, one of my, you know, one of my, fa- you know me, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. Mm-hmm. I love me some Rock. He's just the freaking best dude ever. And he gets out there, it's very clear he's got, I'm The Rock and this is serious face on, right? Mm-hmm. He's, I'm cool, I'm The Rock, let's bring it down for a sec. Well, and he's about to do a, you know, the... The Michael is, Sam. Yeah. So he's about to introduce Michael Arthur Sam. Arthur Ashe Award. Give him the Arthur Ashe Award for courage. This is probably the most important thing going to come out of the SB Awards. The most somber, important, like, this is the moment. And right as he's halfway through kind of telling everybody, you know, in Michael Sam and da-da, some drunk dude from the back row, do you remember this? Yeah, he goes, can you smell what the rug is cooking? No, it was worse than that. He actually, like, yelled, give him the rock bottom. <laughs> like Michael Sam's going to come out there and then Rock is going to do a heel turn mm-hmm. right there at the ESPYs, rock bottom Michael Sam through the stage, take off his elbow pad, flip it into the crowd, give him the people's elbow, and then lift an eyebrow and walk out pure heel. So now, you're saying that was worse than what you did, which was say, look, I'm not proud can of- you smell? Yeah. yeah, no, that was, <laughs> look, I lost a piece of myself in that moment. <laughs> Gracious. Um, but no, uh, that was terrible though, because by the end of the show, and we're just gonna, I'm gonna jump around a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We have something we want to say now that we're done trolling all the other podcast people we know. <laughs> do we know them, Ray? Yes, we do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm gonna be hearing about this, no doubt. In any case, um, there were p- the, the drunk, shouty people from the balconies, aka the other podcast people. Mm-hmm. They were so belligerent, and nothing was being done security wise. And I don't know how it showed up on TV because I was there, but. Um, they we couldn't hear the people on stage when Carmelo Anthony came out. Them. No one, Carmelo Anthony apparently can't speak. He was awful. He did sound a little bit like uh, Mushmouth from the Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids uh, show. I was like, uh, I'm sorry, Carmelo. What? I did, I was ra- I was I didn't know what to do. I raised my hand. I was like, I I. I didn't get any. Anybody else? No? No, nothing. Uh, nothing. Okay. But meanwhile, it doesn't help that he's up there stammering over his words, in a, unable to make a sense of anything, like me in that sentence. And then I got drunk guys in the back just, blah, 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 yeah. Blah. yeah, there was a guy that was still like, come to LA! Yeah! Uh, he already signed yeah. a long-term deal to the Knicks, sir. Thank you for paying attention. You're at the ESPYs! Apparently, you pay so much attention to your LA Lakers team, 
You don't actually know what's going on in basketball. <laughs> but like, we couldn't hear anything. No, here, here's another thing I would ask you. Who was the worst presenter? I have three names. You tell me who was the worst one. Mm. Was it A, Carmelo Anthony? Mm-hmm. Was it B, Kevin Durant? Mm-hmm. Or was it C, Victor Cruz? Victor Cruz was the worst. Victor Cruz was horrendous. Yeah. I, pr- I think I even went on, <laughs> I think I went on um, Twitter afterwards and I said, oh, my God, you guys. I don't think Victor Cruz can read. <laughs> Because everyone had tele, we could see the teleprompter from where we were mm-hmm. sitting, which is an absolutely crazy thing. Victor Cruz is like stumbling over every other word. You can't hear him. He's mush mouthing. It's just atrocious. Here's the, here's another thing. That's that a I, dude who wants to be on ESPN someday, though. Another thing that was crazy is I I didn't realize until the ESPYS how tall Maria Sharapova is <laughs> and how tiny Money Floyd, Mayweather is. Floyd Mayweather. No, I'm not a big Floyd Mayweather fan. I think he's. I mean, here's the deal. How can you really talk about how you're he the greatest of all time? He stood behind her, and he looked like he, her shadow at noon. He literally disappeared. <laughs> yeah. He literally. I, I thought for a second she was like wearing one of those kids' backpacks. Yeah. Where <laughs> he would just be like wrapped around her. Well, he even goofed around and like hid behind her, and she couldn't find him for a while. She, she could was not like find it was like him. Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm not even sure that was a bit. I think she legitimately could not yeah. find him. But how Floyd Mayweather? She was trying to. She was trying to grind his bones to make her bread. <laughs> And Jack, Jack Money Mayweather. <laughs> now the worst was uh, the worst was when uh, Floyd Mayweather put on like a, a white hoodie, and then he tried to climb her to synchronize. <laughs> For all you video game fans out there, thanks everybody. Good night. Oh, wow. You're gonna have to drat. No, um, but how did Floyd Mayweather like still walk around like he's the best boxer when he spent his whole career ducking anyone who could actually beat him? I see how good he is at ducking now, though, because, man, Maria Sharapova couldn't find him for a while. I would say right now, why didn't he take that fight with Pacquiao? Because all he had to do was just lean down, and Pacquiao would lose him. All he does is he just pun- lose him. He punch him once, and then he just hides behind them the rest of the fight. I hit him once, and then it hit me any times. Win. Win. So, look, I guess that gives a new meaning to the word shadow boxing, because you're literally trying to punch what you think is your shadow. Okay, were you uh, excited or disappointed? That Bieber wasn't with Money Mayweather. I was extremely disappointed. Ah! <laughs> I'm the worst person ever. I actually was looking for him. I'm like, where's the tiny white girl? Yeah. Where is the Biebs? Where's the tiny white girl with the pixie haircut? Nice. I don't think I don't think he's allowed in like the greater Los Angeles area after like egging that dude's house and then getting kicked out. I think he's he had to move back to Canada, didn't he? I don't know. Here's the deal. I was now. This is this is an exact moment from the world of wrestling that I would say is the way I felt about the Beebs was I hate the Beebs. I think the Beebs is the worst, and I absolutely was totally wanting the Beebs to be there when Mayweather was there. Right? It was the same way that um, on the lead up to one of the WrestleManias, like twenty eight or something, the one where Hulk Hogan faced The Rock in the second main event. I was at a SmackDown taping, and I've never been a Hulk Hogan fan, right? I have been a Hulk Hogan, like, in-the-ring hater, even at his height of popularity. And I'm not going to lie, they did, like, a six- or an eight-man tag at that match, at that show I was at. When Hulk Hogan came out and dropped the leg on The Rock at the end of that tag match, I I could not even – I went nuts. I absolutely stood up out of my chair and started screaming. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, I get it. I don't even know why. It was just something magnetic about it. I'm just trying to say the Bieber is the Hulk Hogan of our generation. Uh, you know what? I was hoping that he would be there because I wanted him to say something that I could make fun of, and then he wasn't, so he robbed me of that. Well, but to go back to Hulk Hogan, how could you not like Hulk Hogan? Hulkamania? Oh, it was played. You know why? And here's I think. Let me tell you brother. I think I saw that, and this probably just speaks to me and what, my personality, but Hulk Hogan, to me, if, you're, if you actually look back and see the things he was saying and the way he was in the ring, yeah. he was the biggest, dirtiest, backstabbingest cheater 
Because everything was just like to be done to benefit Hulk Hogan. And he was doing illegal eye gouges and back rakes, and he was doing more illegal moves than the bad guys were. Only illegal if you get caught, sir. He, the ref would look right at him and wouldn't even admonish him. You know what? That's how good he was. But that's the thing is people would cheer and go nuts, and he would do, he'd hit people with chairs, and he'd do all this stuff, and everybody would just be cheering and cheering. And I sit back being like, he's a D. What you are you what? doing? He's not a good guy. And so, and so I rooted for the bad guys. So I was a million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, Macho mm. Man Randy Savage, Mm-mm. Mr. Mm-mm. Perfect. Mm-mm. None of those guys. They were, like, the best, man. No, I didn't like any of those guys. Well, you were trained not to. You know who I liked? Who'd you like? Coco Beware. Okay, you got to love the Birdman, Coco Beware. I love, and then I did like some of the guys that were totally rude, like, like uh, ravishing Rick, like rude? ravishing Rick Rude. Fantastic. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, I love the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> Not a great wrestler. Oh no, that's what made when the Honky Tonk Man was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time, yeah. and the Ultimate Warrior pinned him in like. 30 seconds. <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments I remember as a kid. But anyway, getting back to the SB. The shake, rattle, and roll, Ray. Yeah, he's pretty great. Hey, what if I'm just Fat Elvis as a wrestler? <laughs> it's my gimmick. <laughs> nah? You, I see greatness uh... there. Uh, in any case, so how, what do you think about how the job that Drake did? People have been ripping was... Drake, man. Drake was funny. I thought Drake was good. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can host an award show without everybody hating you. Look, here's the deal. He's already hosted SNL, so we know he can... I didn't even know that. I yeah. don't... Here's the deal. I don't know who Drake is. You had to explain to me, and your explanation, if you remember it, it was basically, he's an artist, and he collaborates with people. He collaborates oh, with... Oh, okay, great. Basically, everybody. You know, Sweet. Yeah. Everybody has collaborated with, with Drake. Yeah. Um, and still, I have no idea who he is, and I probably don't know who half the people who have collaborated with him are either, I mean, to be fair. Nice. I'm not exactly hip to my popular music. Yeah. Do people still say hip? No. That's how not hip I am, everybody. <laughs> but I thought it was great. That thing where him and Blake Griffin did the Drake and Blake. Uh, like, oh, uh, that was great. They were trolling each other, and then yeah. he did the line about, uh, uh, I woke up from a pile of Cheetos, and that's why I'm this orange hue. Oh, yeah. He was talking about Blake Griffin. He's like, yeah, I know I look <sighs> like uh, I just fell into a, a vat of Cheeto dust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I think everybody that watched, the, most of my friends I've talked to that watched the ESPYs, have named that line in particular as like the best line. Because the best was they come back after the whole sequence is over, and Blake Griffin has the microphone. Is just he just looks at the crowd like for a second goes, "See, I like the Cheetos line, huh?" <laughs> and the crowd went nuts. Like, yes, we're trolling you, Blake Griffin, even though we think you're great. You know, you know what else was fun was the uh, the Manny Pacquiao when Drake played Manny Pacquiao. Oh my God, with all the songs, I'm half Filipino myself, and I know that he did a spot on Filipino accent. It was pretty fantastic. It was pretty great. And did you, did you notice who was the uh, producer in that video? Is I didn't recognize Gary him. Cole. Oh yes, Gary Cole. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm talking about somebody else. So Gary Cole was the the boss from the Office Space. Yeah. yeah. So yes. uh, anyway, Ray. The uh, Office Space. I, 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 on Saturday morning, I had breakfast with some of my friends. With Gary Cole. Uh, Is Gary Cole? Gary one of Cole your was there. Okay. I assume uh, he was not with my party, but I was at a place where Gary Cole was there, and, and so well, it was a couple of over. Yeah. So I was at the ESPYS. I was able to be like, be like, "Hey, Mr. Cole, I, you know, I was at the ESPYS the night. That was really funny." Uh, video you did he was like you know i'm gonna need you to i need you i'm gonna need you to watch the espies all night again okay yeah can you go ahead and tell me again yeah. on saturday i'm gonna need you to stay and watch the espies again yeah gary cole's fantastic i He's really amazing. like him on a uh, veep that i just finished watching yeah and he, he was even good on the when they did the brady bunch movie he was funny okay well i draw the line there i will not watch the brady bunch movie but for gary cole i would not even for gary cole i'm sorry i'm sorry gary if you're listening oh my nose so, I mean, the awards now. I mean, there was, like, we talked about a couple of them that meant something. Like, the Arthur Ashe Award meant something. Mm-hmm. I- I'm not a big Stuart Scott fan at all. I've never liked his Booyah! gimmick. 
I've always thought cool it was the other just, side of the pillow. It's just overplayed and just not that good. It's overplayed because it's good, Ray. No, but also the biggest thing with Stuart Scott, the always the biggest uh, problem I had is when he actually tried to throw an opinion in there. Because normally he's just reporter. I'm mm-hmm. going to have the guy with the opinion next to me. I'm going to ask him questions. I'll get the opinion. But whenever I'd see Stuart Scott try to then inject an opinion, I've always thought his opinions were horrendous. Hmm. Like he always had the dumbest opinions to be throwing in there, and it's sort of just like. And they'd just be left field and outside of absolutely nowhere, where it'd just be like, well, we're talking about the greatest player uh, right now between Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan, and then, uh, they, they, you know, opinion, opinion, all these different people, opinion, then, and then Stuart Scott would be like, well, let's not forget the fact that Will Chamberlain was very tall. Okay. I'd be like, what are you talking about, Stuart Scott? That's That's not what he said. That's nothing to do with the conversation. And a lot of people still think Will is the best player of all time. And some people still think he's tall. He wasn't that tall. That's where he was wrong. You're right, Ray. He's wrong. So anyway, I thought it was very heartfelt if you're done. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was very heartfelt uh, with him and bringing his kid up on stage mm-hmm. and just that whole jam. Uh, and I actually felt like a little bit of respect for Stuart Scott. I'm like, you know what? I don't really like your opinions. I'm not, I don't love what you do. But I at least respect you as an artist and as a human being. Am well, I allowed to do that, Brent, in uh, your world? I, you know what? I liked him as a, I like him as a sportscaster, too. I think he did come up with some of the most overused catchphrases, but they're overused and because Maybe that's good. why I hate them. It's the same yeah. way I can't really watch an Austin Powers movie these days. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Boy, Get in my belly! Sorry, we're not talking about Matt Stafford right now. So I just felt that it was really it was just very heartfelt with this kid. Him talking about suffering through cancer, as mm-hmm. I keep trying to say, for I think five years now, maybe. Yeah, like it's that. been a while now, and he even said he was said he was in the hospital all weekend long. Like got out he on almost Monday. didn't get to go to the ESPYS. Yeah, he had to get out on Monday to come to the ESPYS on Wednesday, and we were sort of just like, well, we paid to see Stuart Scott. Can we get our free money back? Right. <laughs> You're so wrong. That's so messed up. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. You know, and that's you know, Ray. You talked about earlier that it was very heartfelt, and and I think you have to respect Stuart Scott, even if you don't like him. I mean, he's been. I do. I he's, yeah. He's been around for a long time. Well, he's been doing it forever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I still, remember all his haircuts, and he still keeps doing it even while while going through cancer. I mean, that's crazy, and, and maybe in a way that's what keeps him going. Maybe he even said that during his speech. But this is, I guess, this is to me a kind of a weird thing because we were sitting, and I talk about the teleprompter again. Like we were sitting there, so we could see who was reading a teleprompter. Yeah. Uh, and we could see when the teleprompter was off. So all the acceptance speeches, they were all off. So, I mean, we at least know it wasn't, like, totally rigged. Right. <laughs> well, they, you know, they didn't know necessarily ahead of time. Now, here's the deal. If you bring your entire team, Seattle Seahawks, you're probably going to win the award, yeah. whether you should or not. Um, and they should. I mean, to be fair, they deserved it. But um, my biggest thing was watching how some of the people, like Keeper Sutherland, who are just seasoned professionals, and Stuart Scott even for that reason – uh, jamming through that and making it their own and adding little words and twisting it and just mm-hmm. like going through and just look and looking just smooth like you wouldn't have even known they were reading a teleprompter yeah. but like they totally were that was great but then seeing folks like Kevin Durant and Victor Cruz and just watching them just butchering it butchering the actual teleprompter and that you could my favorite's like when it has to stop and all of a sudden you see this moment where then it like starts scrolling back again because mm-hmm. they're just they have no idea what's even going on and that's why i think victor cruz and kevin durant i mean maybe they can't read maybe we should be offering like some sort of like help for them yeah maybe send someone to their uh well where did victor cruz go to school do we even know oh, i don't, I don't, even I don't know. know i know kevin durant went to oklahoma state yeah so that makes sense it makes sense that he would not be able to read right it's a Big 12 school. I mean, that's where Barry Sanders went also. Have you ever seen that dude try to read? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I 
can't hear him. He's too quiet. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> He's just not saying words, Ray. <laughs> uh, sir, I love Barry Sanders. I dare you. I will not go down that rabbit Barry's hole like, with you. I love to read to my kids. Once upon a time. Absolutely the worst. The end. How dare you? <laughs> um, but then the thing that really messed me up, though, was when Michael Sam did get up there to take his award, and mm-hmm. it was very emotional. Like you mm-hmm. could feel like a huge standing ovation and applause. Yeah. Well, outside of the drunk guy yelling that he wanted uh, Dwayne to give him the rock bottom, it was yeah. fantastic. Very respectful crowd. But he was reading that whole speech off of a teleprompter. Well, he wrote the speech, right? Did he write it himself? Do we have confirmation did. on that, or was some PA writing that for him? Well, Ray, I guess I'm just skeptical now. Yeah. I just I want to. You know, believe. you should get on Twitter. <laughs> no, so skeptics aren't allowed on Twitter, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Social media is not where trolls and skeptics are allowed to be. So That's I don't right. know what you're talking about. Gracious, but oh no, I mean wrap up. I the mean, experience. otherwise you don't want to have a show where you're taping it. You don't want to have a show where you're taping it live and then have somebody forget their speech. That's why they have it That's on television. That's fine, but what would it have hurt anybody to have um, Michael Sam just give five minutes off the cuff of just like, here's how it feels to be me right now. Yes. Maybe he didn't want to do that. I guess. I don't know. Those shows are scripted, too, so they can end on time. It didn't. It did. It did not. <laughs> How dare you? It totally went you know why? over. Because people couldn't read the teleprompter. <laughs> That's right. So I'll teach you, Victor Cruz. Jerk. I don't know why he's suddenly the number one enemy of me and mankind, but it just is. You hate people who can't read and salsa dancing. <laughs> I hate both. And dancing with the stars. That's right. All three together. Um, but all in all, what was your experience? I mean, what did you feel about your experience? I had a really good time. I, I really... thought it was cool hanging out with our peers. It was cool hanging out with yeah. our peers, sports I mean, journalists, when we first thing athletes. We, walked in, we we ran into uh, Carl Ravish and uh... no, we didn't. It wasn't Carl Ravish. We ran into Stan Verrett and Neil Everett, I'm sorry. the two Sports Center anchors. Um, you know, from the L.A. Sports yeah, Center, right, they go late right. at night. Not Carl Ravish. You remember walking by? They wanted to get a picture with us. I know. Just, They're like, "Hey, no. Brent," and we didn't because we were like, "I don't." I don't know this their is, names. This is weird. Yeah, Brent didn't know who they were. He literally said, is that Carl Ravitch? And I'm like, no, that's Stan Verrett and Neil Everett. And well, I get, I get all the, you know what? I'm, I'm more like in the stewards. I don't watch, I don't watch SportsCenter that much anymore. Yeah, I, know, to be I watch only the late one, and that's yeah. why I know them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they wanted to get a picture, and we were sort of just like, uh, you know, let's keep it professional, yeah. guys. Keep it professional, ESPN. So, you know, then we went to our the red only, The only person that I would have done an interview with there of the ESPN anchors is... Uh, the guy who I have a special relationship with on, on, on Twitter, Todd Grisham. Todd Grisham. Do you even think because, he remembers you? No. Because I barely remember him. Well, he probably does. He probably he, does, he doesn't remember I'm the same guy, but he probably knows the Raisin Bread podcast. Oh, well, everyone knows that. Yeah. We just assume that. Yeah, he had one time where he just like fumbled lines, and I was, I was kind of trolling him on Twitter, and he was like, not my best moment. Not my best work. He wasn't like, shut up, or no, you know, he owned didn't it. say anything. So we love like, him now. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Well, cool. Well, you know, there's us to the ESPYs. I'm sure we'll be invited to more award shows as this podcast continues. And um, uh, you know, I would just say I wouldn't mind working. I mean, we're going to have to talk to uh, talk to these liaisons and see if they can at least get us like an interview or something because I think it would help the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I wanted Maybe we'll it. go on their show and help their show too. Well, you remember when we were there? I said I'd really like to get these interviews, and you were just sort of like, I just you know, it's not the place to do it. Yeah, that's what you said. You said like, let's it's it's not what this is all about. Yeah. I, re- I, re- I agreed begrudgingly. Uh, I still think, like, you know, I, to be fair, though, I think the only reason why I... I oh, look, I'll say this, okay? Yes. There's two things. We could be people interviewing people on the red carpet. Or... Or we could be people attending the SBS. And you're 100% correct, yeah. I, to be fair, though, had I run into, like, Matt Stafford there... Sure. That's, I, that's I like would have absolutely... You would have fanboyed out, like yes. I did with uh, Andre Royal. Yes, sure. yeah. So, but I didn't have to worry about that because it didn't look like he was there. You know why? 
Because he's Cause serious. We would have seen him. Because he's serious about football. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you. Because we would have seen him from space. In any case, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit of All Star Game action after three seconds of Iggy Azalea. So the All Star Game happened, mm-hmm. and I'd like to say right now, the Detroit Tigers have just clinched home field advantage in the World Series. We both preordained that they are going to win the World Series this year. That's oh God, that's I hate it when you done. say that. Stop that it. Is done. I'm allowed to say it because I'm a windbag. But when you say Game it, you jinx seven. us. Game seven, uh, Justin Verlander. Oh, no, I don't want to see him in game seven. I love me some JV, but my goodness, is he sucked this year. Yeah. It's Kate Upton syndrome. I've said it time and time again. I actually heard them talking about that on another uh, on an ESPN broadcast today. Is that right? Yeah. It's real. It's real. He's happy, so he okay. doesn't have that edge. So, uh, last year, just to recap, Ray. Yes. <laughs> for the home run derby. I picked the uh, two well, finalists. Guys, well, let's just no, talk listen, about the All-Star game. We're not going to talk about year. the home run derby. Last year, I picked uh, the two finalists, and you okay. picked the two guys who were out first. <laughs> this year, however, you said, Brent, I'm going to take my first pick. It's going to be Yasiel Puig. And Yasiel what did I say Puig. to you, Ray? What did I say to you? You said that's a great pick, Ray. What did I say, Ray? I, in fact, I declined to pick any players because you just won. What did I say? What did I really say? What did I say? Yasiel Puig will hit how many home runs? I believe you predicted it was somewhere in the ballpark. I mean, give or take a few of... Zero. Zero. Yes. And how many home runs did Yasiel Puig hit? In my heart? Yeah. In my heart, no, he no, hit in, 20. In, on the TV, how oh. many did he hit? On the TV, that a show that I watched of yeah. him hitting home runs? Yeah. Zero. That's right. He did not so, hit. Did he? How many times did he start... even make good contact? Huh? How many times did he even make good contact? Well, he had a good check swing. <laughs> Who check swings at the home run derby? Maybe he didn't understand how it worked. <laughs> yeah, why do we always make this excuse uh, for Puig? Oh, he doesn't know how to hit the cutoff, man, because he doesn't understand the American game. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he throws this bat. He doesn't understand that that makes people mad. I can't dispute anything you're saying (laughs) right now. I want to, but you know, Yasiel Puig is one of my favorite players in all of baseball. Okay, so last year. He he embarrassed himself out there. So last year, I predicted. Well, no, let's stay on Puig for a sec. Okay. Because. What else did Puig do going into the uh, the home run derby? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And we talked yeah. about this on Twitter. If you look yes. at my Twitter feed, you'll talk about this. I said, and this is the reason <laughs> I said he was getting zero. <laughs> Yasiel Puig gets a selected the All-Star game, <laughs> gets a mohawk cut into his head. <laughs> yes, he does. And a star on the side of his head. It wasn't head. just a star. It was like a pattern of a star, like a series of larger and larger stars superimposed on top of each other, shaved into the side of his now, like... Uh, like horse mohawk. So I said to Ray, he got a mohawk and a star on his head. He's getting zero. He is literally going to hit zero home runs. And then he goes up there and he tries to check his swing <laughs> during the home run. Wait, I'm, wait, there's no peel? I don't think I swung. I mean, when he turned and pointed at the third base and there was no ump and he looked confused. I'm just saying he doesn't know the rules. I'm just saying when he's calling his shots and he was pointing in foul territory, that's not good. When he said, no, no, none of the kids out there caught my ball, how could this be an out? He called another shot. He pointed straight behind him, right behind home plate. I'm going to foul this one back. Call on my shots. My yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I hope he goes back next year. I really do. Now that he's got the nerves out. Right? Man. It was nerves, right? I, and the format? The format I mean, I'm changed. sure, honestly, it probably was nerves, but 
But you know what? That's, he looked the, terrible. that's the whole thing with Puig is like he goes and talks all this trash, and usually he'll back it up at some point. I think maybe he took two maybe, pitches through that entire thing too. Maybe like, he thought they were going to have uh, fifteen outs instead of seven. <laughs> maybe it was it was bad. Yeah. So anyway, but at no, least, but yeah, going forward now. So anyway, last year I picked the winner. Yoannis Cespedes. Yoannis Cespedes, um, who... And guess what? I barely knew who that was yeah, last year. I know, year. I know. And then I said, yeah. I'll grow with them again this year, Ray, even though that never happens. They never they never go back you to know, back. You know, I almost went with Yoannis Cespedes, but I said he won't win it two years in a row. But I believed. I believed in the yo, the power of the yo. I said, you know what? These guys are both Cespedes and Puig, both from the same island. One of them's just going to destroy the other one. You know, and you know what? You know what happened? You know what Cespedes said before the... He said, he said, you know what? Puig's not made for... He's not a home run hitter. He's not made for a thing like this. He said that! He told him out! Wow. And Puig still did nothing. Wow. And that's um, true, Ray. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. Yeah. I did not. I actually did not see said that he's not a home run hitter and he's not made for this type of competition. I'll be honest. I went out for dinner early on in, and so I kind of missed a whole bunch of the, uh, yeah. the, the stuff's... Uh, from that, but I did watch all of Puig because he's one of the first guys to go. And uh, I will say that my second pick, though Joey Batista, Joey Bats, sure. did do a great job for himself. But he was—I at guy- least didn't suffer the full indignity that I did last year, where I picked the literal two worst but people. He was the guy, and this is like a trope now. This is a whole thing that happens in the in the. There's always a guy that hits a hundred home runs in the first round, and then and it's then like, it cools and then off. it's too tired. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he just gets. Um, okay, so so I think we can say that now that I'm probably the best. You know, I'm like. Uh, you're like the home run derby whisperer. Yeah, you yeah. just know. Yeah, and I would be, I would be the Jonathan Edwards of home run derby in that I can predict stuff all day long, and none of it will come true <laughs> or be worth anything. Okay, well let's you know, and then you did tell me on Twitter we were talking. You're like, I said, hey, Puig looked pretty good, zero home runs. You said he'll make up for it. Well, I said he'll make up for it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand, I wasn't referring to the actual All Star game. Mm, I was I referring just, to when we meet him at the ESPYS. He wasn't at the ESPYS, but then he uh, wasn't, didn't show up. So I he think, didn't even think, make up I for think, it on I Wednesday. I think you meant. You, I think what you meant to say was on Tuesday, Ray. No, I when meant the, Wednesday when, when the All Star game was because. I know what I meant. What did What did Yasiel Puig do during the All Star game, Ray? I'm sure he made up for it during then, right? I think he just struck out a couple of times. Yeah, he struck out three times. Yeah. But at least the other times he got. Oh, he only got up three times. But at least in the field, at least, at least he didn't at, misplay it. At least oh. he didn't misplay a ball and let Mike Trout get the MVP. Of all the indignities, he gets my least favorite player in all of baseball, Mike Frickin' Trout, <laughs> sabermetric genius. I still, you know, and let's talk about this for a sec because Mike Trout wins the MVP. Spoiler alert! But you should have watched it by now. I think Jeter should have won it. Jeter no, also, disagree. just like Trout, disagree. got two hits. He scored the first run of the game. And not only that, Derek Jeter got a nice little sawed-off double as a guy in the crowd was starting to chant, overrated, crack double. That was one of the greatest things I've ever seen he in baseball. He got the double when Adam Wainwright admitted, he admitted that he grooved a pitch in there. MVP. You know what mm-hmm. happens when, you know, you know who uh, grooves a pitch into right field when, uh, when your pitcher grooves one into you? MVPs. The, the guy right before the MVP? Uh, no, that's not true. So, yeah, and then Miguel Cabrera gets up there. Home run over the fence. So that yep. I can clearly say that all Sarans hit triples in the All-Star games. Real MVPs, they put it right up into the seats. And I think real MVPs win Corvettes, as Mike Trout said after the game. I'll take the Corvette. You know what I would say? Real MVPs? Just get Corvettes. Oh, wait, you just made the same point. Yeah. Yeah, I just failed that miserably. Yep. In any case, and now here's the deal. So of all these people we know, you know, the, the sabermetrics, these, uh, 
these uh, war honks out there. When they, were, I'm sure they were all watching the All Star game like we were, right? Yeah. Jeter gets the double. Mike Trout hits the triple to drive in Jeter and gets to third base. You know all these sabermetric honks were all just, oh, 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 yeah, that's our boy, getting the wins against replacement. And then Cabrera gets up there, and you know they were all just like, and watch this bub. He's just going to strike out right now, and it's going to prove that Mike Trout's the best. And Miguel Cabrera, he's just so overrated. He's not the real MV. Crack. I just wanted to see all the faces of all those war honks when Miguel Cabrera puts it right in the seats, which in theory would shut them right up. Interesting. I wish I could have been there to see what their faces are. So, Ray, who do you think the MVP is going to be this year? Because I think it's going to be Mike Trout. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Cabrera had a very slow start to the Mm -hmm. season, and we are you know, just past the halfway point or just past the All-Star game. I mean, it's not the technical halfway point, but that's what everybody calls it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would have to say if the voting was going to happen right now, Mike Trout would win the MVP. Yeah. And I also say that's also because of the fact that the Angels are actually like, you know. They're awesome. They got a good record. They're yeah. going to make the playoffs this yeah. year. That was one of my biggest arguments against now, Mike Trout the last two years. Rewind. If your team doesn't make the playoffs, you're not an MVP. Rewind to the first week of the baseball season when we were clouding the, the Angels because they were struggling at the beginning of the year. Kind of sucked. I think they gave up like 25 runs or something in the first series and they got swept. They're kind of good. They're kind of good now. Kind of yeah. good now. Um, you and know, they I, just picked up. Uh, oh, they just picked up uh, Houston Street. Houston Street. Is it now they have a closer. I thought they'd picked him up just as much for themselves as they did to keep him away from Detroit. A hundred percent, yes. Because yeah. we signed Joe Nathan in the offseason, and he's been, oh, he ganked another one this week. Did he really? Yeah. It just drives me, because if you look at our bullpen on paper, okay, yes, Phil Coke and Al Albuquerque, those guys are just left-handers. Like, you know, they're going to come in and get one out and hopefully not screw it up. But besides that, we've got Jabba Chamberlain. We've got too many. <laughs> we've got... Um, Hanrahan, Joel Hanrahan, we've got Joe Nathan. In theory, this should be a very good bullpen, and they're just not, and I don't get it. We will be making a trade probably for another bat as well as another uh I think um, another bat? I think, oh, they, yes. I think they need a closer. I, th- I don't think they necessarily need another bat. They need a closer. Um, I actually, they think Hanrahan can slide into the closer st- spot once they fu- once he gets well, warmed up back we to will speed talk, again. We, we will talk next week with Mr. Matt Manzer because he's supposed to be on the show finally next week. Matt because Manzer. I spoke with him about this a couple weeks ago, and he said no way is Hanrahan ever going to be a closer for the Detroit. It's interesting. I'd love to have so that guys, conversation yeah, with so him. you guys could argue about that. I think, I think he will be the closer, and I think we just look for a very good, like, maybe the closer of a crap team to come in and be our eighth inning guy. And just mm-hmm. run Joe Nathan out there when we have to, you know. Um, or if Hanrahan struggles or what have you. Uh, maybe Joe. I mean, Joe Nathan got a case of the olds really fast. I mean, he is so thirty-eight. If you, if there's somebody out there that's 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 uh, you know that is reasonable to get, okay, for yeah. the for the Tigers before the All Star or for the uh, trade deadline, yeah. Houston Street. <laughs> well, that's still available. oh, who would crap. you who would you pick? Gosh, I don't even. You know what? Like I haven't two actually, or three people. I have actually not done enough research, so I'm not ready to answer yeah. that question. Tell you what, we're gonna have this whole conversation next week with Matt Manser. I'll do a little boning up on it. Off the top of my head, the only name that honestly... When is the I, trade deadline, though? Um, it's first like week of August. Okay, good. So then we still yeah, we we do it next weeks. week, because yeah. I have a couple ideas of who the Royals... I would like them to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how well, let's, likely let's that sure. is. We'll but talk yeah. about Manser with that in our baseball segment next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You just pulled that one on me, and we, <laughs> I wasn't ready to talk about it. Um, I don't have any good answers, because Houston Street, honestly, was the guy I was looking at mm-hmm. as the guy I wanted, and then the Angels went yeah, and I just wonder if there's trouted any us other, just like that. I don't know if there's any other closers I can think right off the top of my head. Wait, wait, who's head? the Royals closer? Because they'll be out of contention pretty soon. <laughs> Greg Holland. We'll get Greg Holland. Yeah. That sounds good. He'd be a good one. I would hate Gracious. that. We'll get him. He wants a ring. What do you want? 
Can't do what it if Kansas they traded City? you the Royals' eighth inning guy, the guy that has like you know who's that? I don't know him. His name's uh, Wade Davis, and he's the guy who's pitched oh, like the old starter, thirty six innings, and has like uh, sixty he's, he's, strikeouts. He's been great this year, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, here's the deal. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know what the way the Royals think... are playing lately. I don't think anything's really. I, I they could be buyers or sellers. They could be either one. They don't look good. Oh man, do you smell that? No, that's terrible. The sound of losing. Oh, it's just, it's oh the, the Royals just walked in here and they stink. <laughs> Gracious, they're terrible right now. Uh, but cool. So uh, yeah, the All Star game. I mean, the All Star game was the All Star game, right? I mean, nothing too exciting. We pretty much referenced every good highlight. Yep. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the the high point of it was Mike Trout. Besides the Miggy home run, which I thought was great, it was kind of cool. Uh, Mike uh, Trout this, picking out the Corvette. It's kind of cool when you can have the home team's closer come in and close down the game. How fun was that? Yeah. Oh, and have you been to the ballpark up in Minneapolis? I have not. I have. It's wonderful. I've been there a couple of times now. I like that ballpark a lot. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to get to. You can just take the train, so there's no, like, congestion and traffic, so it's comfortable. You're not stressed out by the time you get to the park. And they had, like, local beer, like, uh, craft brews on tap and everything. I mean, I thought it was a – and just the park itself was beautiful. You know what's crazy? Even though it's just the Home Run Derby and it's not the actual game, which also is an exhibition, even though it means something because it means the Detroit Tigers will get Game 7 in the World Series. Uh this, the most exciting moment for me still yes, was the 510-foot home run that John Carlos Stanton hit. That guy's a monster. <laughs> he almost hit it out of the stadium. That guy's right. a jerk, man. Freaking, how you, he's a jerk, man. How can he be that good? Wow. Stop it. And then play for what, the Marlins? Hey, For at least another year hey, or Kansas two. Hey, Kansas City, I think, our, I think our fences are less than 510 feet. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Um, but in wow. any case, yeah, so they're, they're, they're doing some baseball coming up. We'll do a whole thing about free agency and uh, the yeah, trade deadline. I think that's a fascinating topic. We'll talk about that next week. So get ready for that, everybody. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of a uh, little video games after three mm-hmm. seconds of Janelle Monet. I can't believe all of the things they say about me. Well, folks, that's the end of another show. It was an awesome one. It was an awesome one. You know what? Almost as awesome as getting invited to go to the ESPYs right? because of our podcast. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, I hope we get invited back next year. I don't see why. Wait, let me let me shake my magic eight ball. Yeah, go ahead. All signs point to yes. All signs point to yes. <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask Zoltar. He's shaking his head. Yes, everybody. There it is. He, and also, but I you feel, asked if I, you could be big. I felt I feel bigger though too. It's kind of strange. You could be big. What's up with that? I saw Zoltar in uh, in New Orleans. Man, one of those machines. I just feel bad that he hasn't gotten a lot of work since that movie. Right? He's just kind of living off that one role. <laughs> like, come on, what are you, ET? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, ET. What's that guy done lately? Right. I mean, he does a couple like uh, commercials. I mean, he did have that cameo in Star Wars. He did play for the Lakers for a while under the name Nick Van Exel. But, he did. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay, I forgot about his athletic career. Yeah, he's probably he's probably prepping his comeback. That's well, all. you you help a guy make a phone, and then all of a sudden you can't ever get a hold of him. You know? Oh, right. Like, oh, I made you your phone, so I know it works. Oh, uh, when are we going to get some of those? When are you going to you know give us some of your delightful home treats? We gave you plenty of Reese's pieces. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you know, and he could have at least been there when they excavated all those uh, game cartridges out of the uh, desert. Hey, he could have levitated them into the sky. And yeah, wouldn't that have helped them. everybody? Yeah. He could have even brought them back to life with his finger. Yep. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, that's the end of the show, Brent. Nice. So let's do a little bit of contact information. What do you think? Sure. I don't even know why I'm asking you. I'm going to do it anyway, and you know I'm going to. No, let's not do it this week, right? All right. All right, guys. Later, everybody. Thanks. You're going to have to drag me. No. You can contact us on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can do the show at 
Ray Brent Podcast. You can email us, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Facebook. That's our main page. Although I think we might put a, uh, I might try to get an actual website together. Nice. Yeah, I think, I think it would just help us out and just uh, be a place like a Tumblr or something like that where we can mm-hmm. just kind of put show notes and stuff. Sure. Uh, which might be a good way to link. But for right now, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. People got to thank. Yeah. We got to thank the train wrecks. Jeremy Buck and the bang. We have to thank Jordan Monsell. Mr. Jordan Monsell. He's coming on in a couple weeks. Is he coming on for sure? Yeah. He, We're going to have Jordan Monsell live on the show. Maybe uh, next week we'll have Matt Manser. The week after we'll try to get Jordan Monsell. I like all these plans. And then the week after that, Riley Smith. Riley Smith again. Hopefully. Well, it's football. when we do a football preview, he's definitely going to come on. Oh, he wants to do that? Yeah. Done. I don't know. He can bring his Michigan friend. We need to get mm. uh, a new, we need to get a Raisin Brent uh, fantasy league this year and just have people that are involved in the Raisin Brent show. I love that idea. You know what I mean? Me, you, Riley. Uh, Manser. Manser would be allowed because he won his way on. That's right. Probably invite uh, Benny, Benny Arthur. Arthur. Uh, we'd have to invite Brian O'Connell then, too. Yep. Greg Lopez. We could oh, take his money. Yeah. Except for the fact he would never do fantasy football. Oh, no, he has to. Oh, he has he to. He has to. We, and Jordan it's for Monsell. money. And it's for money? Jordan Monsell, he might be into it. He's a Red Sox fan. You know, I'll check with any of the members of Jeremy Buck and the Bang and the Trainwrecks. There you go. See if they want to do it. Why not? And maybe a few listeners at home. And maybe, you know, I'll ask Andre Royo from The Wire. Yeah. And Von Miller, who we also ran into at the at Shame the talk to him, yeah. I'll ask yeah. Drake. See if Drake wants okay. to do it. Now that, yeah, we're, now that we're homeboys. Drake is, I don't know. I've been in a fantasy league with Drake for, man. He's, was it bad? Yeah, he just like, he's always hogging the waiver wire and all that stuff. All right, you know? never mind. We won't ask Drake then. Um, cool. Well, in any case, anybody else you want to thank? Mm-hmm. Oh, we've got to thank David Noel for producing. You know David Noel would do it. I was going to say no. So no. Oh. You are not thanked, David Noel. Oh, David, sorry. Bleep you, dude. <laughs> Don't want to thank you. So thankfully, though, he would have already put this episode online. Before he heard that. Before he heard yeah. that. So yeah. guys, listen to this episode before David takes it down. Yeah. Anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Nope. Then let's just get the heck up out of here. <laughs> Yo, Later. I have to drag me out in chains. going to have to drag me out in chains. You're going to have to drag me out in chains. What you wanted, and then you run and you flaunt it. I've got something to. Philip Seymour Hoffman rejected trust funds for his children. That's nice. No, that's sad. I know. I was sorry. Did I have the? Can you turn up the sarcasm on my mic? Oh, okay, cool. Uh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Try okay, him. thanks. Philip Seymour Hoffman rejected trust funds for his children. Wow. Oh, I get it. That's nice. You're being satirical. Mm -hmm. Should I turn it back down again? Yeah. Okay. Nice job, Ray. Hey, I thought you turned it down. I turned it down all the way. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes you just can't control my sarcasm, I guess. Sark the Tark. Tark the Sark. Shark the... Good night, everybody. Peace!